BHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, and welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been with my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people... Who are a product of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Kate. That, folks, obviously, is my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Kate Murray, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, Bill Murray, and me, your host, Bree Harvey. KB Cabaret would also like to introduce a new voice talent, Dawn Gould. Welcome to our town. Welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we present our special Easter program and our musical guest, Milkweed. Come to our time to KB Cabaret. Mornings are a special time for me. My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. And now KB Cabaret presents Advice with Granny Ada, Parlor City's cherished advice columnist. Dear Granny Ada, a year ago I was asked to be the maid of honor for my former college roommate. We were very good friends back then, and naturally the honor of being asked made me say yes. Since then I regretted having said yes to her. Although I have talked to Doris almost every week since we graduated, I haven't seen her since our 2006 graduation and she has changed. She used to be blonde, slim, and a quiet girl. We used to party, and I thought we had a lot in common. Now she's fat and loud. I find it hard to be in the same room with her. It seems like we have nothing in common anymore. Now I have to dish out all this money for her dress and her bachelorette party and her presents, etc., I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like her. I don't care for her. I don't want to wear the black and white organza thing she calls a bridesmaid gown. She has two other bridesmaids. Let them do it. The wedding is in three weeks. Is it too late to bow out now? Fatzilla frustration. Dear frustrated, how delightful. You said yes to a woman you liked in college, and now you want to jump bail. I'm trying to understand what her weight has to do with your liking her. 
Mm, perhaps I misunderstand. You seem to be the maid of horrible in my eyes. Making a commitment is to follow through. You had said yes to her over a year ago, and now you want to go out the exit door? Superficial is what superficial does. If you back out now, you commit social suicide. I would not suggest you leave this bride high and dry. However, having a sour person like you by her side may make her day ugly. So, kindly and blindly go through your commitment. Give her the best party she's ever had. Wear the black and white gown with pride and grace. And remember, paste a smile on your face. No one wants to see a sourpuss at a wedding. If you do not, the cruel attitude you seem to possess will come back to haunt you twofold. I guarantee it. Thank you for writing, honey, and have a nice day. Granny Ada Ladies and gentlemen, Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. I wanted to wish you a happy Easter, sweetie. Oh, thank you, Beulah. That is very sweet of you. Well, I didn't want to leave on my prize trip before I said goodbye to you and your lovely audience. Prize trip? Oh, yes, dear. I'm so excited. I won a cruise to the Bahamas by the Bacardi Rum Company. Really? You you won because you consumed the most rum this year? <laughs> oh, very funny, dear. No, I won for the best recipe. You know I was kidding. Of course you won for your recipe. They are all wonderful. Well, this one is special because it was named after me. It's called Beulah's Bahama Mama Fried Conch. Wow, that sounds marvelous. Oh, it is divine, dear. Now, I like to make it while I drink my Bahama Mama while making this extremely simple recipe. I brought some over for the whole crew. I have heard of the name. What is in it? Oh, it's very refreshing. Here. Mmm. Oh, sweet but strong. I detect pineapple juice and... And rum, maybe? That's right, dear. And a few more ingredients. So simple and delish. I applied it to my dish. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's to you and my cruise. Cheers. Mm. I think the crew and I better save this for later. Whew. I'm getting a little lightheaded. <laughs> Suit yourself. Now then, the most important part of this recipe is preparing the conch. It is a fish, but a mussel, sort of like octopus, but in my opinion, yummier. Now, since it is a mussel, you have to ten. Oh, I'm already out. This glass must be small. <laughs> well, only one way is to rem remedy that. <laughs> oh. Much better. 
Ah. Now, where was I? I'm not sure. You said the conch is a tough muscle? Oh, right. So you have to beat the bastard. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm joking, dear. Lighten up. <laughs> to tenderize the muscle, flatten it out till it's flat, flat, flat. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. Oh, boys, can I have a larger glass over here? Beulah, I think your glass is just fine. Maybe you should focus more on the recipe. No nonsense. This is just a teeny weeny glass, but... I guess I have to make do who. <laughs> ah, much better. Beulah, the conch? No, oh, dear, I never heard you talk trash before. We are on air. What? Oh, no, the fish pounding to tenderize? Oh, well, I don't like to beat up anything, so I cross-cut up on one side and across like a pretty basket weave or a pressure cooker oh that's ideal 20 minutes and it's done so give us the prize-winning recipe Beulah. well there is the usual diced red and yellow peck 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 peppers celery garlic cayenne and hot red pepper flakes salt and pepper. <laughs> uh, but I add chopped oranges and pineapples. Rolls it in... Uh, hmm. Oh, did you know that I'm going to go snorkeling? Oh, um, that sounds like fun. Mm, blue, clear water, handsome men in B Bahama shorts. Mm -hmm. Um... Maybe you should rest up before you leave, Beulah. Drink and rum on the white seashores. Yes, um, boys. <laughs> oh, hello, boys. Are you coming too on my trip? Oh, how nice. Mm. Oh, Bree, pour the rum sauce over my fried conscience before you go on the cruise. By the sea, by the sea, by the beautiful sea. You and me, you and me, oh, how happy we'll be. This is Midge, and this is the world as I see it. Today I have a special guest, Dr. Fluffy McFluffkins, Ph.D. Please welcome my guest. Hello, Midge. Uh, thank you for having me on as a guest in your segment, The World as I See It. And hello to your nice listeners in Parlor City. Uh, my name is Dr. Fluffy McFluffkins, uh, Ph.D., I am a thoroughly educated rabbit holding a Ph.D. in bunny fluff fuzziology. Today, I'm here to present a BPA. Uh, that stands for Bunny Public Announcement. <laughs> I made that up. Now, uh, uh, now that Easter is almost here, 
I need to clarify what the fluff a bunny is all about. First of all, bunnies are quiet, shy beings who don't appreciate a lot of hubbub and clamor. We're not like doggies. Doggies often get overly excited about the smallest things, like the sound of a can opener, and they chase their own tails. Doggies are vocal and bark at passing cars, the mail carrier, the neighbors, and imaginary squirrels. <laughs> Doggies slobber and eat anything in sight. Um, um, excuse me, that, that's not quite right. I mean, I'm a poodle, and I don't chase my own tail or slobber. Okay, I, I may bark at a passing car, but who doesn't? Well... Bunnies like calmness, Miss Poodle. We never bark at cars or mail carriers, for that matter. I love our mail carrier. <clears throat> well, yes. To continue, we are fussy foodie fluffs. Unlike dogs, we are vegans. We love hay and bananas. <laughs> Oops, um, <clears throat> I lost a little control there. <laughs> well, anyways, um, we sometimes eat greens and other fruits like apples. And contrary to popular belief, we are not always fans of carrots. Something about their orange color is highly suspicious. I love bananas. Did, did somebody say bananas? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, um, where was I? Bananas. Ah, yes. Uh, shockingly, we like electrical cords. If you value your high-tech gadgets, keep those charges away from us. You should be paying a little more attention to bunnies than your gadgets anyways. We are clean, and we can be litter trained, but it takes time and patience. Uh, just like it takes a while for us to train our humans. Right, Midge? <laughs> uh, we have no desire to go outside in the rain, snow, sleet, and fog. And don't forget, we never slobber. Um, look, Doctor, do you, you have a point here? Yes, Midge. Bunnies are patient, as I see you are not. Dear listeners, I leave you with some words of advice. Remember, I have a Ph.D. in fluff fuzziology. Therefore, I am an authority on the matter. Do not purchase a bunny for the holidays just because we are cute and lovable. Yes, indeed we are. We make for good roommates and are low maintenance, but we are not living stuffed animals. We require lots of patience, TLC, and bananas! <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, thank you for listening, and may the fluff be with you. Happy holidays. Um, thank you, Doctor. You're the fluff. <laughs> High five? No. Well, um, I would like to thank Dr. McFluffkins for being on the world as I see it. I mean... As you see it, because, well, I, I can't see it the way you see it, because that would be bananas. <laughs> um, happy Easter um, holidays or happy celebrations. <laughs> I'm going egg hunting. Come on, give me some eggs, doctor. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby, a pull-out sofa and a friend named Bob. I am so pleased to have the group Milkweed on our show, Jackie Colombo, Joey Alston, and Peter Lister. And I love this song, Hotel Room. Tell me a little bit about it before I play it. We have a little music video for that. 
it's my favorite. I love it. We um, we're calling it the bathroom sessions. And so when we made the video, we actually we recorded it in our bathroom. Uh-huh. And Pete is in the tub playing bass, and I'm sitting on top of the toilet, and Joe is standing up. And uh, it's a really great video. It's on our YouTube page. And it's also a song about what we're doing right now. I mean, we don't stay in hotel rooms often, but we're on the road, and um, that song definitely speaks about our road life. All right, so let's listen to Hotel Room. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby, a pull-out sofa and a friend named Bobby, two plastic cups and a tub of ice. Man, living on the road sure is nice. When you get home, all you got is a two-dollar bill. I pull over Frank, you got the fill tank. Can't get far without raising the bar. It fills you up. Drains you of all your dreams. A sports bar, sports car, twinkle, twinkle, little star, fire on the side of the new Jersey Turnpike. Well, everybody's got a life, but not everybody turns it on. I ain't I just got home, but I'm thinking about moving on. Outshine the world even though they're dead Nobody said that I'd get this far without dying along the way So say in your mind Just say in your mind Cause I'm sick of words taking up all my time Ain't it fine to be free of the night you keep calling me Breaks out fine, but the engine shot it. It's Monday night, there ain't much to play. But I'm a dying man with a lot to say. So move over, I'll make a seat at the foot of the bed. We'll order room service, get some wine, some fish, and some bread. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby. A pull-out sofa and a friend named Bobby. Two plastic cups and a tub of ice. Man, living on a road sure is nice When you get home, all you got is a two-dollar bill When you get home, all you got is some hearts to fill When you get home, all you got is some time to kill Oh, hi, Debbie. Are you coming to my party Saturday night? Of course, Brenda. I wouldn't miss it. Are there going to be any single men there? I've been hoping to run into Brad, that new guy in accounting, to invite him. i love to get to know him better. He's in a meeting right now in the office down the hall. I think it's breaking up in just a few minutes. Well, stick around so we can double-team him. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. Call him over. Hi, Brad. Can you join us for a minute? Oh, certainly, ladies. What can I do for you? Well, 
I'm having a party at my place Saturday night, and I love to have you there. Oh, this Saturday night? Uh, I'm sorry, but I have a previous commitment. What's the matter, Brad? Are you scared of us? Oh, no, nothing like that. I'm just busy that night. You have a date, don't you? No. Well, then tell us. What are you doing Saturday night that's so important? Uh, it It's kind of personal. Well, let's hear it. We won't tell anyone. Promise? I don't want the whole office to hear about this. Our lips are sealed. Well, here it is. You'll probably think I'm crazy, but Saturday night is the night before Easter, and I'm actually the Easter Bunny. Really? Right. And I'm the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't believe it, but it's true. Being the Easter Bunny is a lot of work. I'll be busy all Saturday night going around to all the children's homes with my baskets of eggs and candy. Really? Right. And I'm the Queen of England. <laughs> the hardest part is hiding those eggs. Every year the kids get smarter and smarter and I have to find better and better hiding places. Really? Right. And I'm Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Then I have to deal with dogs and raccoons and those awful neighborhood watch guys with their guns. And don't get me started on Farmer McGregor. Really? Right. And I'm the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, luckily it's only one night a year. It's quite a burden being the Easter Bunny. Really? Right. And I'm Mother Teresa. <laughs> Well, thanks for the invitation, but I'm going to have to pass. Now I have to get to the drugstore because they're having a sale on that green plastic grass. I hate that stuff, but the kids love it. Really? Right. And I'm Santa Claus's illegitimate daughter. <laughs> oh, bye, ladies. What a nice guy. Right. Looney Tunes. Hey, what's that left behind in the chair? It's two chocolate eggs surrounded by a pile of white fur. <gasps> Maybe he really is the Easter Bunny. Right. And I'm the Grand Marshal of the Easter Parade marching down Fifth Avenue. This next series, called Nursing Home Thug, is something that KP Cabaret has tried to experiment with. When you hear this particular story, you are asked then afterward to go to kbcabaret.com and vote how you want it to continue. The story will be up to the majority of the audience of how they want the show to change. We will give you two choices on kbcabaret.com. You choose the ending you wish by pressing the button. Go to kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-R-B-A-R-E-T dot C-O-M. Thank you for playing. And now, the nursing home thug.
Welcome back to another episode of Nursing Home Thug. When last we left, Maud, a rather shady character at the Sunnyview Assisted Care Retirement Facility and its newest resident, had just stolen a set of darts from the staff lounge. As she absconds with her new weapons, wheeling herself down the hall back towards her room, she turns a corner and is greeted by the nurse. Oh, there you are, Mrs. Waring. I was wondering where you went. Yeah. Thought I'd case the joint out a bit. You know, get the lay of the land. Casing the joint, huh? Planning some kind of inside job, are we? Never know. Just don't stick your nose in where it doesn't belong. Oh, dear, of course not. I certainly don't want to end up swimming with the fishes. Look, Nursey Pooh, I've had just about enough Don't of... worry, Mrs. Waring. I've got bigger fish to fry. We'll see about that. Come on, let's get you back to your room. I got a food order coming in from Terry's Taco. You'll be sure to bring it to me when it gets here, you hear? Loud and clear, Mrs. Waring. Loud and clear. Now, here we are, room 112. Oh, Jimmy, you startled me a second. Didn't expect to see you here this late. Sorry about that, Miss Jenkins. Trying to get caught up is all. Jimmy is our custodian. This is Mrs. Waring. Hello, Mrs. Waring. Pleasure to meet you. Mrs. Waring just arrived here this afternoon. So I hear. Word gets around here pretty fast, eh, Jimmy? Sometimes. All depends. You disinfect that stink bomb next door yet? Well, did you, Jimmy? Now, now, you be nice, Mrs. Waring. I have rounds to make, so if you need anything, just press the buzzer on your nightstand and someone will be here shortly. Yeah, yeah, I know how they work. Just like those buttons you push to cross the street. <laughs> Traffic's pretty light around here, so I don't think you'll have a problem. Oh, there's gonna be a problem, all right. You wait and see. Jimmy should be finishing up soon, and he'll be out of your hair. And I'll let you know the minute your food arrives. Jimmy, Jimmy, hmm... Sounds familiar. Should I know you? Doubt it. Came here from Pleasant Acres, didn't you? Who wants to know? No one, because they already know. You don't know squat. I think Sammy knows squat, doesn't he, Mrs. Waring? How do you know Sammy? He's my brother. Your brother's a putz, and so are you. He was the best custodian they ever had at Pleasant Acres. Thanks to you, he'll never walk again. Oh, boo-hoo. Get out of here before I stick my finger down my throat and leave a little unpleasantness on the floor for you to clean up. Gee, Mrs. Waring, you look like you need to use the bathroom. And you look like you need your butt kicked, and I'm just the person who can do it. Just ask your brother. Ha! Wow. Nice darts, Mrs. Waring. Planning to open with double sixes, are we? I plan on sticking it through your spleen, you little swab monkey. Does Jimmy fend off Maud's dart attack by pushing her wheelchair into the bathroom, locking the door and disconnecting the buzzer on her nightstand? Or does he slowly back out through the door, giving her an evil grin as a promise of things to come, and then turn her into the security office? Go to kbcabaret.com and vote for your choice. Or... 
Download our new KB Cabaret app. I am so pleased to have you on our show. So tell me how Milkweed, the group, got together. I believe, Jackie, you're the one who originally founded this group. I actually started Milkweed with um, Claire Byrne from Driftwood. Milkweed was just a duo. It was just her and I. Um, She played mandolin and fiddle, and I played guitar. And we sang, and we did mainly covers. And we brought Beth Greenberg from the Falconers. Uh Um, She started playing with us. Um, and then we wanted another lead guitar player, and we uh, we had asked Joe to play with us. But then, you know, Claire and Beth both got busy with other bands, and that was when um, we reached out to Peter, and now we're the, a trio. Now, this next selection that we're going to be hearing is called Night Flowers. Joey, you were telling me a very interesting story how this song came about. Well, the story is that I like to go out and drink. And in the summer, on my way home from the bar, I tend to walk through the uh, rich side of town, and I occasionally steal away into other people's gardens, and I steal their flowers. It's like a uh, low-level Robin Hood. No, I I, I bring them home to Jackie. That's the idea. (laughs) I love it. Let's listen to Night Flowers. Yeah. 
with you tonight I'm coming home with you tonight I'm coming home with you tonight We could read books upon the battle life We could read books upon the battle life We could read books upon the battle life I'm giving up on everything bad I got no time for the terrible sad I'm gonna steal all the flowers in the world In this lazy world In this bright black world In this world So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. This is nice. Look how pretty the little lights are on the plants. Hmm. Do you remember how nice I used to decorate during the holidays? I wish we could eat at home. Ma, you're the one who didn't want to cook this year. I'm 75. What do you want from me? Nothing. All I'm saying is that I wanted to make dinner, but Dad wanted to go out. How long are we going to wait? The service is going to be this slow. I'm leaving. Dad, you're not leaving. It's Easter. What's our problem? 
It's Easter, and we're staying. Of course I'm paying. But no one's going to get paid if we don't sit down. Why do we have to be here, Dad? Because your mother made us. Your table is ready. I'm not sitting all the way back there. Tell him I'm not sitting by the bathroom. Excuse me? Uh, we asked to be seated on the left side center. Um, th this is where you were placed. If you can't seat us where we want, we're leaving. I'll see what I can do. Wait right here. God, I hope no one knows me here. What difference does it make? They know us now. You're an idiot. What did I do now? You want her to come here. No, I wanted to cook dinner for all of us. Die of food poisoning. I'd rather eat cardboard. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You know I am a good cook. People are looking. Knock it off. Dad just said my cooking stinks. Do you remember the beautiful dinners I used to make? God, you wish we could go home. You're an idiot making me come here. Let's go. It's Easter. We have a table for you, right this way. That's better. Let's get this over with. Ma, Ma, your coat is dragging on the back of the seat. Why didn't you have them check your coat? I don't trust these people. Someone could walk away with it. What's your problem? Nothing. Just telling Mom to check her coat. You're always meddling in other people's business. Leave her alone. What is wrong with me telling her to check her coat? Who wants to go out for a smoke? I don't smoke. She said coat. Coke? Oh, no, dear. Maybe later. You mean now? It's freezing in here. Why do they have to turn on the air conditioning this time of year? This place stinks. Only you would think of coming here. You said you wanted to come here. Ask them to turn on the heat. I'll ask. Do you want to trade places with me, Grandma? Is the air blowing on you? No. I don't want you to catch cold. I'm dying of heat. It's freezing in here. That's why I said... Do you want to switch with her or what? Okay, I'll switch. But I don't think it'll make a difference. They said they'll turn off the air. Maybe they'll bring some bread, too. The service here stinks. Stop complaining, dear. <laughs> Look who's calling the kettle black. What did she say? Did she say something? Nope, she didn't say anything. That's why I can't stand her. She's got a big mouth. Could we for once just forget about it and have a nice meal? Good evening, folks. I can get you something to drink before taking your order. You got any bread? Yes, sir. Would you like something to drink? I will have the chicken marsala. Mom. He's taking drink orders first. I'll have the chicken marsala. Does that come with anything? For God's sake, Ruth, put your hearing aid on. I can hear perfectly fine. I'll have a double scotch straight up. Ask him if he turned off the air. They already did, Grandma. Just ask. They, they already, already did. Did you turn the air off? Yes, sir. Uh, and the other drinks? Just water all around. And the bread? I'll be right back with those, and then I shall tell you all about these specials. Idiot. Dad, shh. I'm old enough to say whatever I want. This place stinks. Do you remember, Howard, how nice Easter was when I made dinner? I told you I would make the dinner. I wish you would have, Mom. I hate my life. Look, Elizabeth, you're our daughter. We suffer together. Yeah, I mean, you were born into it, but I married into it. What's that supposed to mean? 
And here we are, folks. Uh, Scotch was a lady, and water all around. You gonna bring the bread or what? Yes, sir. It will be out momentarily. Can I tell you all about these specials? I'll have the chicken marsala. Does that come with anything? So our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. Peter, tell me a little bit about the song Charlie. Why did you name it Charlie? What's it about? I had a good friend in in Binghamton named Charlie. And the song's not really about him, but I do love his name. And it kind of represents a sort of character in Binghamton. Kind of the, uh, the nutty characters on Main Street. The song is about um, people on the street, okay. really. They're just characters. And as you know, Binghamton is chock full of characters. So let's listen to Charlie. My friend Charlie's a good old friend. I tried his hand with the railroad. Sometimes one and sometimes two Takes all day just to get to you Say hold on little buddy I say hold on little buddy I say hold on little buddy I say hold on little buddy Hold on My friend Charlie's got a lot to lose With a rusty spanner and a bottle of booze It takes one to know one to know when it's right now say hold on little buddy I say hold on little buddy I say hold on little buddy I say hold on little buddy hold on let's get funky
Welcome to the debates. The three candidates for mayor are here to discuss issues while you decide which one to vote for. This promises to be an evening to remember, full of important policies and ideas that will affect the lives of our citizens for years to come. Let's hear the candidates' opening statement. First, our incumbent mayor, running for re-election, Mayor J.B. Stubbs. It's a pleasure to be here in front of the best people in the world, the citizens of our great city. How I love you and our beautiful town. I've worked hard over the past four years to be the best mayor possible, and it's clear that no one else could do a better job. So vote for me, and we'll continue on our glorious journey through life in the best place in the world. Thank you, Mayor. Now we'll hear from our second candidate, City Councilwoman Cecilia Biggles. I've been in politics for many years, but I've never heard a more pompous load of dung than what I just heard from our worthless mayor. While our city crumbles, the mayor sits in his office, fat and happy, smoking his cigars and drinking his scotch. The people deserve better. Get rid of that scoundrel on election day by voting for me, Cecilia Biggles. Hey, this bloviating battle axe mentioned my name, so I believe I'm entitled to a rebuttal. Yes, go ahead, Mr. Mayor. There's only one thing wrong with our city, and it's that God hasn't seen fit to strike down this sorry excuse of a city councilwoman for conduct unbecoming of a functioning human being. Where was she when I was cutting taxes for our richest citizens, or giving city building contracts to my relatives, or judging the city beauty pageant? I'll tell you where she was, leading protests and letter-writing campaigns and petitions to remove me from office. Ms. Biggles will soon find out that our fair-minded and intelligent voters don't appreciate such shenanigans. I'll be in your office the morning after Election Day to clean up the corruption and filth. You'll be going directly from your office chair to a jail cell. Why, you... I have to interrupt and bring some order to this debate. We haven't heard from our third candidate yet, Mr. Angus Sidewinder. Mr. Sidewinder, please give us your opening statement. You know what's wrong with this place? You can't get any good barbecue here. I went to some barbecue joint downtown last night and the ribs tasted like rubber boots dipped in kerosene. Who Whoever taught you people to make ribs like that? Uh, you're not from around here, are you, boy? Hell no! I'm from Texas, where we know how to make barbecue. And when I'm mayor, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Show you damn Yankees how to make barbecue that won't make people blow their lunches. That's it? That's your only idea for improving life here? What more do you need? If you can get good barbecue in town, everything else just falls in place. Why, I bet if you had some good barbecue in you, you wouldn't talk like such a clueless harpy. Harpy. Is that how they speak in Texas? I've never heard such... Well, now, Angus, you don't seem like such a bad guy after all. Why don't you come over to my office tomorrow and we'll see if we can get you a job with a food inspection commission. If that isn't an example of the good old boys network in action, destroying our town with more cronyism and incompetence... No, I think we better get back on topic. Quiet, woman. We are on topic. The mayor was just talking about giving me a job. This is an outrage. There are potholes in the streets, criminals in the alleyways, deficits in the treasury, and all we're talking about is barbecue? Lady, I've met rattlesnakes that had better outlooks on life than you do. You're not qualified to be mayor. You're not even qualified to scrape the grease off the rip pit walls in my new barbecue. 
barbecue place that I'll be building once the mayor here appoints me to the Food Inspection Commission. That is a gross conflict of interest. I protest. That's all you've done in the four years I've been mayor. Once this election is over, I'll be sending a few of my supporters around to pay you a special visit. Then I'm going out for some good barbecue at Angus's place. I'll be happy to have you, mayor. Just leave this loud little lady behind, if you don't mind. Oh, dear. I seem to have lost control of this debate. Right now, I want to lay out the specifics of my plans to improve our city. That's what debates are supposed to be for. I'm I'm sorry, Miss Diggers, but our time is up. You can continue talking, but I'm going out with Angus and the mayor. Hey, you Yankees may not know how to make barbecue, but this debate was fun. Come back here. I'm not done. Let me just say it was a pleasure having all of you on my show, the group Milkweed. Thank you so much, Bree. This interview will be on our podcast, but also the link to Milkweed and the upcoming concerts, including the very special Oneonta concert on March 19th, is up on our website under Musicians, and it's going to be under Milkweed. You can go right onto their website from our website and find all the information. And just go to kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T.com. So I just want to thank you all for being on my show again. And I, this this song says it all, Family Tree. Joey, tell me what it's about. It just talks about not taking your family for granted and recognizing the things that were passed on to you and uh, celebrating that fact. Family Tree. Over the river to Terrytown Over the river to Terrytown
silver rings My brother had passed me the silver rings And we grow up in the shadows Grow up in the shadows of our father's love thank you, our wonderful audience, for tuning in. KB Cabaret could not exist without you. I would also like to thank our hardworking actors and writers, Kate Murray, Judy McMahon, Molly Murray, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and Bill Murray. And I'd like to thank our hardworking sound engineer, Charles Berman, and his assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My musical engineer, Dave Rice, and a special shout-out to Christina Danella, my former music engineer, who is now working on Broadway. KB Cabaret is always looking for original musicians and writers. Inquire at kbcabaret.com. And sponsors, we have a special page just for you at kbcabaret.com. Just go on to the sponsors link and hook up with our climbing number of over 20,000-plus listeners and growing that we are generating live on this show, our podcast, and on iTunes. In Parlor City, there are no goodbyes, only farewells. Until next time, this is Bree Harvey. Have a Calabaloo type of day. to have you and share our policy. Come back again now to KB Cow.